At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Friday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. In today's show, it's a crossover pod. We're bringing in Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia CityCast, to talk all things today. I really wanted to bring him on because we have an L.A. Philly matchup on Friday. Clippers at the Sixers. But we also talk NFL Divisional Round. Rams Bucks, of course, coming up this weekend and so much more. So we'll get his thoughts on that. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet River Sportsbook. These are just a couple of things available. You should check out the rest of the list. But as far as the NFL playoffs are concerned, Rams at Bucks. Bucks now a two and a half point favorite, down a little from three. Total sitting at 48 now. Again, slight movement down. Uh, from 48 and a half. So people liking the under, people liking the bucks so far, moving the line just a little bit. As for the NBA, Clippers in the futures right now, uh, 25 to 1 to win a championship on Bat Rivers. And as I mentioned, their game on Friday versus Sixers, Clippers are getting seven and a half points in this one. Clippers plus seven and a half is the number. I'm sure I'm going to go back and forth on this one. It's going to end up being a game-time decision or maybe an in-game decision. As for the Lakers, also in action on Friday, Lakers minus 5.5 at the Magic. Total for this one sitting at 221. You can find all these odds and, like I said, so much more at Bet River Sportsbook. So now please enjoy my conversation with Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia CityCast. Now joining forces with another CityCast host, actually host of the Philadelphia CityCast, Ryan Rothstein. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at WiseRye, still a top, probably top 10 handle for me as sports betting goes. WiseRye, that's pretty good. It is good, but, you know, it. I don't want to fool too many people. Maybe that's, uh, you know, leading people on like, oh, well, this guy is wise. wise well, could be sarcastic, He's obviously right? hitting like 80, 90% of his picks, right? I don't know if I'm that good. <laughs> Maybe he's a wise cracker. Maybe he's, yeah, we don't know. Exactly. Like, could be serious, could not be serious. I like it. Thank you. Well, we're obviously joining forces because the Clippers are traveling to play the Sixers on Friday. So I wanted to talk to you about that, of course, as I talked about off air with you a little bit. I am inexplicably a really big Sixers fan. I don't have any family or friend ties to it or anything like that. But I just have always really liked the Sixers more so in the in the trust the process era a couple years ago, but as we've seen, the process has fallen apart. RIP Sam Hinkie, all of that. Uh, but I'm really excited to get into that game. Before we do, we obviously have the NFL divisional round going on this weekend. I've been looking really closely at this Rams-Tom Brady game, and that's pretty much what I'm calling it because that's really what it's going to come down to. Uh, but are there any plays that you like for this weekend, Saturday or Sunday? 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, let me start by agreeing with you in, well, one, Captain Obvious statement here, come playoff time, like the odds makers are not playing around, the books are not playing around, these lines couldn't be any more sharp. Like, the, 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 it's just, it's impossible to, to handicap these games. And then you throw in, you know, a, a lot of chalk uh, taking care of business wildcard weekend. I mean, th- these seem to be pretty much, um, you know, the, the, the top eight teams remaining in the NFL, and w- which makes it a ton of fun, a ton of storylines just from a fan perspective. But now you incorporate what we do, Danielle, and it's it's not making things that much easier. I, I, I will say this, um, you know, with you being the host of the L.A. City cast, I, I've sort of tripped and fallen into uh, the the leader of the hate club for Matthew Stafford. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how it happened. It escalated really quickly, but here we are. So, not did you just have so- some bets on him or something, or were they Rams bets? What what led you to this? You know, I it's we we have to rewind it here, um, and I'm not going to drag this on too much. But basically, when he first gets traded from Detroit to L.A., I I saw a lot of well, you know, look for you know Stafford for MVP bets. Uh, anytime we were talking about the futures market. And I just, I, I couldn't get on that train. I just, I, I put it out there on social media and then I obviously got crushed for that from, you know, a good amount of people. Uh, and then I just, it, it just grew. So each week, anytime you threw a pick, I just, you know, chattered a little bit. Um, he's a great guy. He's a great quarterback. But I, I think those mistakes that he was making consistently throughout the end of the year, I think it's going to come back to haunt this team at, at some point. I don't know if it's going to be in the this weekend. moment. Yeah. But yeah, I, I basically my long winded answer here is I, I like Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay at home to win and cover over the Rams. And and it's hard for me to bet against. It's hard because this is a trap almost again, too. Last week, I really, really liked the Rams versus the Cardinals. And I didn't lay the points because I felt like there was these weird things that I couldn't bet against that weren't really things you could quantify. Like, I don't know what Kyler Murray is going to do. You know, I don't know. I know that he has the capability to get things done on the ground or do kind of crazy, really impressive things, but everything stat-wise was telling me the Cardinals are trending down and the Rams are are doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, how would I not lay the points to the Rams? I couldn't get myself to do it just because of kind of intangible, unquantifiable things. And I looked at it later and was like, why did you not do that? <laughs> so now I look at this and I feel similar, but again, it's a Tom Brady factor. Yeah. Where what does that mean? And what does that mean to the spread? And to me, it's why I can't even pick a side on this because it seems like this literally could be a blowout one way or the other. It could also be by a whole touchdown. I don't know if it's going to be like this nitpick close, close game. Um, and it's really tough because the Rams defense last week looked like what you want the Rams defense to look like every week. And I was telling somebody, I feel like that Rams defense also has experience in the playoffs, experience getting into a Super Bowl and knows it's playoffs now and locks in and plays a little bit differently. So I'm like, are we going to see the performance we saw last week? I mean, they put up over 100% DVOA versus the Cardinals. And they're the highest rated remaining team in the NFC. You can rule out Green Bay. uh, Or Green Bay would be the same for them if you remove the games where they had a backup quarterback in. But other than that, it's like they're they're the top defensive team there in the NFC. So when I look at that, I'm like, it's really just the Rams versus Tom Brady. The Tom Brady is the only reason I wouldn't lay the points or wouldn't want the points with the Rams. Right. I, I listen, I I agree with you. Isn't that crazy? Just one man. <laughs> I mean, he I mean, that's it's the man, the myth, the legend, right? I was like when he retires, it's going to be just unlike anything. 
I mean, is he ever going to retire? I don't know if he will. He doesn't need to. He's aging in reverse. He's Benjamin Button. I... Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's had some help, but hey, God <laughs> God bless him. He, he's still, Money. still performing a at a very high level. I mean, you know, I, I watched Tampa firsthand. Obviously, the Eagles got the break speed off, uh, you know, Tampa just, you know, a few days ago, a week ago now at this point That's coming right. up. But I, they didn't look Do you that think it was... Dangerous. Was the Eagles? I wanted to ask about this because this is what I'm worried about for this Rams Bucks game. Actually, it looked like the Bucks defense did a really good job of containing this really run heavy Eagles offense. Was that the Eagles offense sucking, or was it the Bucks defense doing a good job? Because if they do a good job against the Rams, that's going to create more issues for Stafford. I mean, I think it's both. Like, listen, the Eagles did a did a lot of stinking. All right, they they were horrible, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, you have to give Tampa Bay, I guess, some credit. I, I think it's it's very similar with the question you just asked regarding the Bucks and the Eagles, uh, comparing it to the game you just brought up, the Cardinals and the and the Rams, where you say, man, this Rams defense looks really good, but wait, how Wasn't much that of Cardinals that offense? was Kyler Murray and yeah. Kingsbury stinking, right? And De- no DeAndre Hopkins, right? And, and missing a yeah. lot of important players for them. Yep, absolutely. So I listen, yeah. you know, we, we ask these questions and uh, they're good for what we do. But I think a lot of the times it's it's the boring answer, which is a little bit of both. I mean, the Rams certainly have the advantage on offense as far as weapons go. Tampa Bay is a shell of themselves from what they once were even earlier in this year. No A.B., no Chris Godwin, Fournette's uh, hobbled, you know, a bunch of guys on defense hobbled or out couple offensive linemen, defensive linemen hobbled or out. So it's it's there for the taking, I think, for L.A., but we just mm-hmm. continue to go back to that one guy being Tom Brady. Yeah. It's kind of a – this is a weird reference and only a reference that I would ever make, but UCLA's basketball team right now, uh, you guys may remember from, you know, the March Madness first four to the final four, and even still this year with this team, they just lost to Oregon, and I think everybody, they're dropping in the rankings and things like that. But they're that team that just in the final minutes can turn a game around in literally the final minutes due to, first of all, very good coaching on Mick Cronin's part, but also there's something about this team where they literally can send a game to overtime that had no business going to overtime. And we saw it a bunch last year. So similar feeling for me with this Bucks team with Tom Brady. Like there is that factor where even if the Bucks are playing from behind, I don't want to bet against Tom Brady because I think he can do one of those magical things at the end and win this for them. And I, I don't know what that is, and that's not something scientific for betting. No, but like I, I respect that explanation that you just gave because I agree with it. Like the emotion and the stuff that you can't look up and that you can't find in the analytics and even in mm-hmm. the betting numbers. Like sometimes that is the difference. Like the, we all have, I think, one or two athletes or one or two teams, whether it be pro or college, that we're just never going to bet against for those reasons. Like Alabama is an example for me. Listen, it they they lost. Georgia, they get it done. They they're they're the national champion in college football. I'm gonna bet Bama ten out of ten times in that situation because I'm gonna put my money with Nick Saban and, and I the did. Crimson and I Tide lost mine every time. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I said and I did and I lost mine. <laughs> yep. I, I yeah. lost money too. So there yeah. we go. Maybe and that we're was the falling... idiots but <laughs> It, that's almost betting on a narrative, right? We're betting on the legend. We're betting on the legend of, of Saban. And so that's tough because I like to not follow narratives as much as possible. I'd like to follow something statistical, but it's sure. just, this is really hard. And another question for me before I can really 
pull the trigger on this game is I know the Bucks are having issues with their offensive line. So I kind of want to see how that shakes out before the game. I'm really a last minute better, which has worked well during COVID. Actually, everybody else had to adjust. They're used to getting those good numbers at the start of the week. I'm always very last minute or in game. Uh, so for me, there's some question marks still. The only thing I liked maybe in this game was, and the total has come down a little, was 48 and a half on Bet Rivers now down to 48. So I kind of want to play an under here. Uh, but uh, I'm nervous. But based on both of these defenses, I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. The market's kind of saying that. No, listen, I I, uh, I think I brought that up the other day with Will Hill when we did a crossover that I would actually fade the public because I don't even have the, the updated public betting numbers right now in front of me. But I, I think we could predict uh, there, there's going to be a heavy lean from the public coming in on the over in this well, game. Tuesday and even. Did you see those stats from Bet Rivers? I mean, I think the number one bet in one of the categories was over in this game right yeah i'm pulling yeah. that up now yeah yeah so I, w I was surprised to see that um because that was like a number one public play of all the games going on this weekend was over on this game yeah. and i get it i get it but i, I actually think the rams are going to play it similar to play how they played it last week if they can you know sony michelle cam Akers doing enough to help matt stafford out and stay mistake free maybe he doesn't pass a ton of yards maybe he goes under on a lot of his props like he did last weekend and their defense just shows up big like that's how they're going to win this right absolutely just ruin yeah. tom brady's day <laughs> yeah anytime you reference uh the past with tom brady and and playoff losses especially it's typically the opponent's defensive line front seven just uh, making his life a, a living hell that day, sacking him, quarterback hits, quarterback hurries. So that that seems to be the recipe for success against the GOAT. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing you can do is get in his way. Yep. I don't know. I'm going to have to give this one a little more time to simmer before I pull anything, but maybe an under for me. And if I had to pick a side right now, I guess I would pick the Rams. Give me some points, I guess. All right. Yeah, she we said. can go head to head. Not enthusiastically. <laughs> yeah. Man. Are you Are you on the Bucks? Uh, yeah, I'm on the box, baby. That's what I. That's so was everybody else. It was at three. Now it's down to two and a half. Yep, down to two and a half. I mean, like, a lot of these games are are borderline pickems. I mean, let me ask you this. I'll put you on the spot. I know we still have you know some research to do. If you yeah. had to pick one uh, underdog money line bet for the divisional round this weekend, who mm. are you putting your money on? Is it silly to say the Bengals? <laughs> The no. Bengals be fun. The Bengals right now, Moneyliner, plus 158. Mm -hmm. I like that bet. I, I mean... Also, no. What? Say no. The, I really love the 49ers right now. I do. I knew that they... I Not new. I hate when people say that. I <laughs> felt very strongly they were going to roll over the Cowboys, and they got that done. Um, that's why I took Moneyline with them versus the Cowboys. But this, against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, that's a stop sign for me where I can't say the 49ers would be my choice um it, it's so hard Chiefs to, is gonna be so good I, I i don't know Bengals would be a fun one <laughs> yeah, Bengals, i think makes sense you know for just for this question if we're backing you into a corner here like <laughs> I, I i can't bet against and this is another one man i swear i'm not always like this but i, I have a it, list of people i don't bet <laughs> yeah right it's like that's a pretty long list ryan um I, I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers on a week rest in the divisional round at Lambeau Field. Especially with all of the offseason. Like, this is, again, growing into a narrative, but I love it. Can't help myself. Yeah. But all the offseason drama that we saw, is he even staying with the Packers after this? Do we know? And so 
what is his motivation at this point? I also think Tom Brady, we know he's coming towards the end of his career. He's very locked in on it's like, get as many championships as you can before you retire. Like, he's no nonsense. He's an old quarterback. He's been around this. And then you have Matt Stafford, who's barely got to ever even play in the playoffs in his whole tenure. And it's been what over well over a decade. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what all the motivations are for this. Like, Joe Burrow, of course you want to win, but like, is he as motivated as the other quarterbacks? And I know that's a silly question because they all want to win the Super Bowl, of course. But I just mean, who who's kind of set up to be in a better position to do this. I, I think, and I'm going to try and convey this where it makes sense, but I, I think I, I agree with you where I look at Burrow and I say, well, he can only be as motivated as he can be. Like he's still so young and this is still so new to him where just to, you know, back off your point here to add to your point, I should say, not back off yeah. it. Um, you know, these older guys, these veteran quarterbacks, they, they know what it takes and, and there's more at the stake for the that. Show. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Do you have any, do you have any bets that you're really excited about for this weekend? <laughs> um, I, I wish I could say yes, but you know, like I said, to start, I think this is, it, it's Tight. a really tough weekend, man. It, it's, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm certainly going to have my picks and, and a few of the plays that I like, but I, I don't think I'm sitting here screaming and yelling um, what to, about a? Go ahead. What about like a six-point teaser? Since these lines are so hard to beat, with like Bengals up to ten versus the Titans, and like 49ers up to eleven and a half versus the Packers, gets you through ten on both of those, kind of. Yeah. Um. I see. I would. The teasers have actually not been nice to me this season, but no. they were how I made most of my money last season. So just goes to show you. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, you say, oh, well, I'm going to add six, six and a half points to this. I'm going to feel a lot better. How does it not hit? It's still really tough to hit on these teasers. Um, yeah. I, I actually would, I, I would tease the Bengals up, but I mm -hmm. would go with the Packers and basically bring that down to a pick them. Just yeah. Packers win at home. Home favorite, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like that better, actually. There we go. We stumbled upon one. Uh, let's talk about something that people probably don't want to talk about. Uh, before we get into Clippers at Sixers, I have a Ben Simmons-related question because all of the nebulous out there and all of the rumors, and I think the inquiring Lakers fans want to know, Ben Simmons to the Lakers? Please. I mean, do, do you have <laughs> no, a rec league team? Can you <laughs> take them? My goodness. The last thing the Lakers need right now. What? Why would they want this? <laughs> I, I, I said they know. explored this. Why would they explore this? I... I... Listen, I, I said it to you off the air. I, I'm not attacking any of the, the guys or gals that are, you know, reporting these rumors, trade out rumors, whatever it may be. I just don't – I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, I've been hurt yeah. so much by this uh, <laughs> kid in Ben Simmons. I, I really genuinely don't know what report to trust because this has been ongoing now for so damn long, Danielle, and nothing has changed that I just think you and I could be sitting here 12 months from now talking about Ben Simmons and where he could possibly end up. I don't see an end in sight. I really don't. I don't know what his end game is here. We talked about this a little before off air, and I just don't know what your strategy was. You get this renewal. You talked about this less than 12 months ago. You, you extend this contract. Then you go into playoffs and have a terrible showing. Who's going to want you right now? Like Your stock's got to be at an all-time low, and then you're like, I got – this extension and this is a good time for me to sit out and I'm going to be able to persuade them. Your stock, it's not just at an all time low for him. It is historically 
like the lowest any one individual player's stock I think has ever been in the history of the sport. It can only go up, though. <laughs> it, so, like, dude, you got to get back on the floor. Like, out of sight, out of mind. Have a good season, and then maybe they'll do something with you. They don't want to, like, sell you and not get good value on it, at least. I don't – it's just right, – Because all, all all, we remember, all you and I remember, Danielle, and all front offices and general managers remember is the last time we saw him. And the last time we saw him was getting embarrassed by the Atlanta Hawks in a playoff series that should have already been over, but they took you seven, and then they beat you. Um, so he needs to – he needs to move on and he needs to remind people what he's capable of doing and what his skill set actually is because I don't know what general manager wants to pick up the phone and say, yeah, you know what? Let me get rid of a couple young stars I have here to bring in that guy. It's a death sentence. Yeah. I want him in the locker room immediately. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get me Ben Simmons. The number does <laughs> Uh but I feel bad. It's it's similar almost to me to the Russell Westbrook situation. I wonder how that is going to shake out because I know that LeBron and AD wanted to bring him there and it hasn't really panned out the way that I don't know who thought it would. I didn't think this was a good fit when he was brought over um, and it's been really rough. And so a lot of people are like Russell Westbrook trade, Russell Westbrook. And I do think that he would be more successful somewhere else. I just wonder if they'll actually go through with that. So I do feel for him a little bit, maybe more than I feel for Ben Simmons. And maybe that's just because Russ is a Bruin. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Listen, I, I actually like Russ. Uh, a lot I like of him a lot. Don't. He works hard. Dude, he, his motor so simple, is but... always running. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. Like, Great what... athlete. Struggles with the basketball part sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the whole basketball thing is a little bit of an issue from time to time. But he, he can do amazing <laughs> things. What What's the vibe in L.A. right now between the Clippers without Kawhi and, and George and mm -hmm. the Lakers and the disaster that, you know, you just detailed? Well, first of all, I don't feel like people in L.A. talk about the Clippers very much, which is why I found it very amusing that Paul George and Kawhi were at a Rams game because I equate the Rams with kind of the Lakers of the area, uh -huh. and the Chargers obviously are more like the Clippers of the area. So seeing two Clippers players at a Rams game, I was like, would any Rams players be at a Clippers game? No. <laughs> no. no. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but that said, we talked about this a little bit. You were asking a little bit about these Clippers' futures, with Kawhi and Paul George back in the mix, this all of a sudden, you know, assuming health and everything like that and that we are actually returned to form, this becomes a really, really good contender of a team. And right now on Bat Rivers, they're 25 to 1 to win the championship, I believe 14 to 1 to win the West. So all of a sudden, this is a completely different Clippers team. And what I will say is even with those best players out, their offense we know is struggling entirely, but their defense has been consistent even with a rotating lineup, it seems like, every week. So if you plug in Kawhi and Paul George and all of a sudden you have the offensive side going through, this is a really good team, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... You now listen, they they get to... Well, they're in the conference finals last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, and it wasn't a blowout. No, like, it was, no. It was a good and, series. And that was, that was without Kawhi. Like, you, you put Kawhi on any team, they, they become a title contender. You add Paul George and a nice little bench, a couple nice pieces around them. Yeah, they're, they're immediately in the running uh, to, to win the whole damn thing. So the, the question is, does it make sense to, to buy low on them? Like, are they ever going to get back to where they, where they once were, where they're projected to be? Is Kawhi ever going to get back on the floor this year? Right? Those are the questions. So mysterious too, right? We know nothing about Kawhi. I, I said this the other day on the on the pod. I said, 
Kawhi of all the players, like we hear about player injuries and we usually get like, even if it's a small update, like they update Paul George, he's going to be out a couple more weeks with the elbow. Okay. Not very specific, but they gave us an update. We just kind of have accepted that Kawhi is telling us nothing like, and we're okay with it. Well, it would be weird if Kawhi was telling us something. I mean, it's like, wow, overshare. We, yeah. we didn't need to know. I mean, the guy doesn't he, – he said like eight words in his entire NBA career. I don't know. I don't know. But I do think the Clippers are going to have to trust the process here. And oh, they go. are. It's there my favorite go. thing to say. Uh, and like we said at the top of this here, the Clippers obviously at the Sixers on Friday. Right now on Bat Rivers, Clippers plus 7.5. Not seeing a total up for this just yet, which is too bad because I do want to talk about – possibly a total play here. I like the idea of an under, but is Joel Embiid going to wreck that for me coming off his 50-point game? Listen, right now, Joel Embiid is the MVP of, of the league. He is the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's the Joel Embiid show, right? Like, it's... My favorite show. And so it's good. a great show. It is a great <laughs> show. It's an Emmy-winning show. But that's all they have. But right now, that's sort of all they... It's not all they need. They need a lot of help. But right now, I wouldn't bet against this man. I mean, this man is just – what he did the other night against the Orlando Magic, I know it's against the Orlando Magic. I mean, it was just mm -hmm. fadeaway jumpers, uh, Olajuwon type of post moves, getting rebounds on defense, leading the break, making passes, setting screens, getting guys open. Like, this guy is doing everything, and he's seven foot two. It's just, it's remarkable. And right now, knock on wood, he's been able to stay healthy, uh, you know, over the past couple of months. So right now, Clippers coming into Philly uh, on a Friday night, uh, I, I certainly would not bet against the 76ers solely because of Joel Embiid. Right now, he is the best player on the planet. Yeah. He's, he's on one, definitely. I mean, like yeah. that game we talked about, obviously, on Wednesday, the Magic, he had 50 points. And it was in, by the way, asterisk, 27 minutes. That's it. 12 yeah. rebounds, three blocks. Incredible. Yeah, I can only relate that. I think a couple of years ago, Clay Thompson had a huge night, and he only had, like, he only played, like, 26 minutes, something like that. But to do it with under 30 minutes of game time is just, it's it's stupid. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, that is kind of the part of the equation that is a big question mark for me because I want to take the Clippers here. Based on how the Clippers have been playing, it's really kind of inexplicable. If you look at their last two games here, they played Monday Pacers at the Clippers. They won. They covered 139 to 133. I've not seen a Clipper score like that in many weeks. Then they go on to play Wednesday, and I go, well, this is regression to the mean. This is, that was an aberration. This is not an offensive team. They're not going to be able to shoot like that again. Um, they had two players out. I think Marcus Morris and also uh, Batum was out, went to health and safety protocols. So I'm like, no way they're going to be able to repeat this. Nuggets are a good offensive team, but Clippers are a good defensive team. It'll shake out. No overtime. Clippers almost win 130 to 128. So I don't even know who this Clippers team is this week anymore. And they're kind of ruining my under bets lately, but I love to see the offense going finally. And I don't know what the answer was here because they're down two players right now, but Zubak and Reggie Jackson have just been holding it down. Now, sometimes, you know, especially in the NBA regular season, all you need is your your group slash team to play hard, right? Like you can, and that that is the Clippers. Yeah, right. That seems to be the case. It's a bunch of role players right now. You're you're down your two stars, 
Uh, they, they have some really nice pieces that should just be fourth, fifth, third options at best, and they have to do a lot more of the heavy lifting. So th they're going to be able to steal, steal you some games, keep you competitive in some games that maybe you wouldn't think they would be competitive in. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know how to assess this Clippers team right now. You know better than me, but it seems like they're, they're playing over their, their expectations for the moment. They're having a glow up moment yeah. and I don't know how long the moment's going to last because if you just look like if I'm looking at cleaning the glass here, the four factors, so points per 100 possession here and effective field goal percentage, like the Clippers are 26th in points per 100 possessions and the 76ers are 10th, you know, the 76ers are 13th in effective field goal percentage, the Clippers are 18th, which is just really because they shoot a lot of threes, but the 76ers have incredible perimeter defense. So that tells me maybe we're going to see an under... But I don't want to bet it because of how the last two games have gone. I'm going to wait to see how long this Clippers offensive surge can last. And I also don't know. I know there's a lot of injuries kind of a lot of people are missing on the 76ers side of things, right? Yep. Yeah. Thibel is uh, out. Last time I checked on the injury report as of, you know, late Thursday night at the time of, of our recording here. So mm -hmm. and he's the the Sixers best perimeter defender so that's that's a big loss and that should open Ooh. some things up for the Clippers uh around the perimeter and just for scoring as a whole so um you know we, we'll see Danny Green's questionable he's been he he's gotten old quick but yeah, he's still a key <laughs> member of the rotation so the Sixers are going to be a little shorthanded themselves yeah and the Clippers did just get Luke Kennard back into the mix in their last game he didn't go off or anything but he is back now so he's another scoring threat for them which is great because again Marcus Morris Sr. Uh, was out and is probably going to be out for this one and then Nicholas Batum also in health and safety protocols which is so unfortunate because he just had this big game earlier in the week before he went into the health and safety protocols uh, so it was so good he got sick from it it was great but <laughs> Yeah, they have. That was a terrible joke. Luke Kennard, <laughs> yeah, though, being back mean. is another scoring option for them. So, I don't know what to make of this. I would normally, I love looking at the total for these Clippers game. That's been my play, but it's also, as we know, with with betting, like adjusting with the tides, right? And I'm like, ooh, is the offensive tide turning here for this Clippers team? Uh, because, like I said, four straight unders, and then the last two way over, not even close. Like, would have gone over a high total. Like, those were probably sitting around 212, 220. This would have gone over 240. Um, so, way, way, way over correction here. And then the Sixers, it looks like five of their last seven have gone under. So, and I, when I look at this, looks like top 10 offense and top 10 defense for the 76ers. So, am I undervaluing their, their defense here? Or are they going to be able to put up a pretty strong defensive performance, you think? Thibault's a big part of that. Danny Green mm. is is a decent defender. Uh, I think he's he's degressed a little bit as he's gotten mm. older, as I've mentioned. But Joel Embiid's an underrated defender. He's mm -hmm. he's a seven two behemoth. And then they have Andre <laughs> Drummond coming off the bench. Who certain nights it's not that much of a of a downgrade. Like Drummond can come in with you know two three minutes left in the in the first quarter, giving Embiid a breather, and you know get to the glass. Uh, set the screens and and defend whoever you know the opponents have in in the middle for them. So uh, the the Sixers do have some depth. It's just been the consistency uh, that hasn't been there as far as their rotation and just especially their their second unit. So the Sixers have have the defensive uh, potential to to stymie their opponents at times. It's just the consistency that's been the issue. But lately. Uh, they're eight and two in their last 10 games. They've been on a roll. Joel Embiid's been on a roll. So 
Yeah, they 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 certainly are equipped to uh, limit the opponent. I I would guess this total is going to be around like 210, 212. Yeah, and well, in that case, I would I would look to an over. Yeah, yeah, I think I would too, just based off what you're saying uh, with how the Clippers have been playing and the way the Sixers' offense Watch has this been be going. Watch this be the game where it just falls yeah. off. <laughs> it's just a two-game thing. Yeah. I'm looking to also just as far as ATS is concerned, and of course this is just how things are trending. It's not necessarily predictive of how it's going to continue to be, but they've covered a lot and a lot of double-digit spreads too. I mean, eight of the last 11 games they've covered now against some not-so-great competition, Orlando, Houston, San Antonio, Houston again. Mm -hmm. uh, it really looks like they just were having trouble against really, really strong offensive teams as far as covering the spread, and that's not the Clippers, so... I think you flip my side. I think I'm. I think I am. I don't want. I don't want to do Sixers minus seven and a half. But now you've decided that maybe this is an in play for me, where maybe I can get a better number than minus seven and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, live in-game betting, especially in the NBA, is is the way to go. Not more often than not, but pr uh, pretty frequently because now you get yeah. a feel for the game. First quarter, you see how it's going. Maybe you get the Sixers plus two Clippers come out on a 10-2 run, whatever it is. Uh, and then you have a much more favorable uh, spread there. Yeah, that's that's been the way I've been playing the Lakers a lot. And obviously they're in action on Friday as well. And they're playing the Magic uh, at the Magic. And for me, it's been LA Live is what I've been calling it. I don't know if you've ever been to what used to be Staples Center, but is now Crypto.com Arena. Have you been there? I have. Yeah, so you know across the street it's LA Live, and I say that's that's been the show for me right now is Lakers Live, and the only time it kind of fell off was when LeBron was having some kind of off-shooting nights. So I was like, oh, I'm not really betting on the Lakers here. I'm betting on LeBron in the fourth quarter, and if he's not shooting well, I don't want it. So those are the only games that I kind of avoided, but other than that, it's been give me points at the Lakers or give me the Lakers money line in-game because this has just been the way to play it so far. What about the props, Danielle? Are you a uh, props player or not too much? I feel like when I play props, I like I'll always go like uh, like forty percent or thirty percent or worse. Let's say forty or worse. That's what I'll say. I'll mm -hmm. be more modest. And so it's never worth it to me because I feel like I end up probably playing one more prop than I needed to. Like for example, the Rams game last weekend, I had a fun prop that cashed and it covered all the ones I lost. But I made that one first, and then I made four other props <laughs> that I didn't like as much. Yeah. So why do you do that? I think that's what happens. I think you're kind of kid in a candy store with props sometimes. At least I am. Yeah. And it's hard for me to narrow in on which one I think is the best one. And so that's something I'm still kind of crafting and honing as far as my handicapping goes. Yeah, it's it's tough because props seem to be like recreational, even if you're not intending it to be. Then, uh, like you said, you you put one in, then you say, all right, let me do a, a two-leg uh, player prop parlay. Let me submit another prop. Let me see. And then all of a sudden, you're you're setting yourself up for disaster. But in the NBA, I think there's real opportunity, especially with injuries, like these role players. Who's uh, going to step up, be, fill that? They could be priced a little bit incorrectly. And if they're getting the shot attempts, then you maybe have – some opportunity on certain nights to, uh, you know, hammer overs or, or vice versa, just depending on the situation, obviously. Yeah, there was a little stretch with the Lakers about a week ago where Malik Monk was kind of stepping up and we were seeing like 
20 point games from him and his points prop was around 16 and a half it got up to 17 and a half and they were cashing and then all of a sudden four points five points like kind of fell off and then russell westbrook was stepping up and shooting more so i don't know if that's correlated yeah but that was tough because i was like oh malik monk he had this great game i'm gonna expect to see more from him it looks like lebron trusts him he's gonna go to him and then falls off so it's it's lots of tricky with the props too because on any given night right yeah especially in the nba yeah yeah it's tough do you bet a lot of props i've been trying to get more versed with it in in the nba i i do it with the sixers because i know i'm following them closely so you yeah, know i, I see same. all right seth curry's been uh, absolutely on fire from three past two, three games. He's, you know, going four of six from, from beyond the arc. I'm going to hammer his, you know, total three pointers made, or I'm going to hammer his over like Tyrese Maxey. He's had a good stretch the past three or four weeks. The past couple of games, I've, I've taken the over on his points total, which has been at like 14 and a half. He's averaging like 17 and a half this month. Um, so those are the things, if you're following a team night to night, like we are, I think uh, if it's on your radar, you can have some opportunity to hit them. Well, those are two really great betting points for people who are newer to betting or just need a reminder in betting is bet what you know, mm -hmm. bet what you watch, right? So whatever you watch the most, you're going to know the best. And also the kind of eye test that comes into play here, because if I see in the stat box, this player has been making a lot of threes, that's different than me watching the game and seeing what kind of three opportunities they're getting. Yes. So that looks, that's something the stat sheet can't really tell you. And so those are just two really great points too, is it needs to be stuff you're actually watching, I think, to be more successful. For sure. Um, and it's, these sports books and, and you know bet rivers and the odds makers they go look at the wagering menu i mean it is insane how much bet rivers has to offer which is great for the customer but is every single thing that they post extremely sharp like it, a few things have to fall through the cracks so like i'll, I'll yeah. look at shot attempts right forget how many shots are going in but is this one guy getting consistent six, seven, three-point shot attempts uh, every game? And his three-point total is set at, you know, one and a half. Well, if he's putting seven up, one of these nights, he's going to get over one and a half. Um, so those are like the little things that I try and keep an eye out for. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I feel like it takes it one step further. And that's also why when I start to bet props, I'm trying to think about the game script. How do I think this game is going to play out? And that's where I start wanting to bet five different ones because now in my mind, I've played out exactly how this is going to go. And so these are the five things that are going to happen and they don't always. So <laughs> that is why I, I, I need to basically rein it in. I need to be like when you take your kid to the store and it's like, you can get one candy, you get one. So you pick your favorite. You, this is the only one you're getting. And that's what I need to do with props. Yeah, this is not what we came here for. Yeah, it's like going to Target. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, uh, Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia CityCast. Obviously, I'm Danielle Avari, host of the Los Angeles CityCast. Great to have you back on, Ryan, and, and talk about everything. Hopefully, I still have a playoff team to talk about next week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll have to do it again soon. We'll see if Matthew, uh, good old Matthew Stafford, can uh, keep, the, keep the fun going out in L.A. I know that was hard for you to say, good old Matt Stafford. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Ryan Rothstein. It was really tough. Thanks, Danielle. <laughs> Thanks again to Ryan Rothstein from the Philadelphia CityCast for joining the show today. And thank you to you for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Remember, new shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can always follow me on Twitter at Danielle Avari. Tweet at me, ask me your questions, share your misery with me. That is what I'm here for. 
I'll be back, of course, for more fun and games on Monday's show. So come on back for more of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I hope the Rams don't lose. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.